0: to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu.
1: Waifu Waifu, Montellum, is that you? What's up, Polo Dolo? This is episode 239 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mike (laughs) Check Waifu Waifu is where you get early access to the video version of this podcast, where you get access to our Patreon-exclusive conversational podcast, The After Story. You get access to Mike Check Mangas and and Take Talks, etc. All over on Patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Shout out to the Patreon producers of my Check, Wife Christian, the Archivist, Dre, the Goat G, Rob from Dad Needs to Talk Podcast, Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture, Explicitly, All for One Matt, Monique Williams, Nachi, (laughs) Simmy
2: Sensei.
1: Frozen, Saphir, T-Money Fingers. Thank you so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We truly appreciate y'all for supporting us. For as long as y'all have, it means the world to us. We couldn't do it without you. Um, thank you so much. Uh we just released a new after story episode. Uh a very fun after story episode. A after stories, again, are some of our favorite content we do. It's a conversational podcast. We just talk about whatever we want. But this one is about uh this called it's titled After Story Seventy Three, Pow Taking Over the World. So we discuss Power World, we discuss uh it's Shrouded, we discuss the survival games and games in general. For this year, 2024. So make sure you check out the After Story 73 over on Patreon.com slash Mike You can support us for a dollar above to get access to that and many other other contents. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody that came through last week on both Twitter and YouTube live for our six and three introduction episode live that we did. Remember, at the end of every month, we do a podcast, a live version of the podcast over on our YouTube, youtube.com slash at waifu. So make sure you get subscribed. And apparently it's going to be live on our Twitter too. It wasn't that hard to get live on Twitter. The Twitter quality looks amazing, probably because it's so small. It, and looked, it looked great. <laughs> it did look great. So we are going to bring the live over to, YouTube, uh, to Twitter as well. So if you follow us over there, you can chat. There is a chat. I have the chat uh, on and everything. So everybody can chat there too so uh thank you for supporting us we appreciate it i think that got about 200 and something views or something like that over there that's dope so yeah it was the first time we've ever done it too so we appreciate that we appreciate y'all for coming through on that now without further ado tell how you feeling brother
0: this is a good week man it's a real good week uh numbers going up with uh, working out in general as as normal so that's a, a big thing that. i'm kind of I'm kind of reassessing uh my goals and stuff with that cuz I know I'm about to be in school for that but like with a different uh touch. So it's kind of exciting trying to trying to look at that uh I guess where I'm pushing my for my my future towards with this this uh working out and fitness thing. So yeah, really excited about that in general. Uh Apollo, my son. Many, you know, I have a son. Uh he is he just got Basically, got an email talking about he has exceeded his expectations for math as a, a first grader. Okay, already prepared for second grade math. So I was like, "That's dope! I'm excited." Um, because I I just love to see my my baby boy doing good. That's incredible. But yeah, it's been a good week, bro. How about you?
1: uh same man. Nice relaxing week. Been enjoying it. Um, again, I still I still got to get done my my anime uh list schedule for the, for this for the season. That's coming soon. Uh, midterms stay- is the
0: perfect time for that.
1: Mid- yeah, exactly. Actually, good point. Next week is the midterm episode. So, those of you who are uninitiated, we do a midterms every every anime season where we take uh the the sixth episode of every show and kind of grade how the season is going so far on a regular, you know, school-like scale. Um, but yeah, it's going to be the midterms and and you're going to be able to participate by Writing on it, writing at us at Mike Check Waifu on our Twitter. <clears throat> we share what you guys think of this, the uh, the winter season, and I can't wait for that. I'm looking forward to that big time, big time. Yeah, but other than that, my week has been great, man. It's been it's been nice and relaxing. Uh, I've been able to relax quite a bit. How's that game? Oh, you what Yakuza? Yeah, absolutely not. Not even you, close, and I knew you was not nah. You literally said every
0: chapter you've been taking
1: hours meticulously <laughs> grinding through the chapters. I am on again, there's 14 chapters, yeah. I am on chapter eight, and I've been still, and I'm about I can actually tell you because I'm on my Steam right here. Um, let's take a look. I think. <laughs> I am, I am 71 hours into the game.
0: God.
1: <laughs> I'm 71 hours into like a Dragon Infinite Wealth or like a Dragon 8 and uh I'm only on chapter 8 and there's 14 chapters. So We got quite a bit. We got quite a bit and I'm having I'm savoring every last bit of it. Every last bit of it. It's been great. I almost I almost had to shut
0: he put in a hundred hours into a, a twenty-three hour game. Shit! No, this
1: game is I'm definitely. Just,
0: I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But she's bro. I think
1: that's. I think the uh the how long the beat is like. Uh, what's the average? I mean, I'm. We're gonna find this out. There it is. Uh, sixty hours. But is that a hundred percent completion? No, no, that's just a. This is if you complete the story, like, beeline yeah. the story. That's good, bro. For most players, it took roughly 60 hours to complete. Um, Taking into consideration, and there's 14 chapters and an abundance of sub stories. Yeah, I'm probably looking, I'm probably going to hit about 150.
0: I I feel like, and hear me out, uh, I know this ain't a gaming podcast, but just to talk about it a little bit, I feel like games with a decent saturation of content to where you can actually indulge for more than, let's say, 40 hours they're going to start taking over the world again. I couldn't believe that. Game, it, come on, man. It did exactly what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. And the a game, I haven't even played the games, but you've gotten me so hyped for these games. And then just the the stuff around it, watching the gameplay for it, I feel like that's already, it's like game of the year potential already. Easy. And it just came out. So it's yeah, crazy. True,
1: true. It's true. Uh, it's funny because Persona 3 came out. Yeah, and I'm. I got. I still got a Persona Three Reload. Obviously, the remake of Persona Three, which came out on PlayStation Two, I believe back in the day, or was it? It might have been PlayStation Two, but I digress. Yeah, it's not a gaming podcast. We normally save this stuff after story, so I'm. I'm I'm gonna end it there. But Persona Three is is very much an anime game, and then Yakuza. I mean, like a Dragon is very anime esque. It's a drama anime series, to be fair. So, I guess it. I guess it. It works. Uh, Anyway, moving on from that. This is Mike Check Wife Boy for the Anime Podcast. This is brought to you every Tuesday at nine thirty AM CT. Um, we're here to talk about anime. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Tell, uh, let's do our show uh, episode of the week this week. Um, I'm gonna start. <laughs> And I'm, it's, it's, it's so easy it's so easy it's so easy and again we're, we're framing from using shows from last season for episodes of the week so free run obviously can be episode of the week every single fucking week okay without a doubt no questions um but for me this week it's not gonna be free run even though it could be every week per usual same with Apothecary Diaries it was a show from last season it could be episode of the week every week if you wanted it to be but well, that won't happen <laughs> episode of the week this week is seven time loop again for me and it's been it's been that for pretty much the entirety of the season it feels like for me so far for the most part if I look back at our show notes I'm pretty sure it's like it's the game it's the show mostly episode of the week and this week and I said yeah. this on Twitter and I meant every last word of it I do believe that this is probably a perfect anime hmm. and I mean that in every sense of the word animation pacing music All of it, all of it, storytelling characters, all of it is absolutely perfect, and it's continuing to to uh, showcase that. And I will sing his praises for probably the rest of this season.
0: (laughs) Uh, My episode week is seven time loop. (laughs) It it really was like I I watched this episode this week. Yeah, I was like, yo. but i remember that that kind of like and it wasn't even really like a bad cliffhanger the cliffhanger we got last week leading into this one it mm-hmm. was like Yo.
1: and they continue to do it uh, again tastefully tasteful cliffhangers unlike shows um that came out last season particularly shang La, i'm i'm referring to you these terrible cliffhangers when you still got about eight minutes left of the show is Annoying is all get out Like I was about what I was about to do today hey, tell. this week's episode True. This week episode was really good But it was only but it that cliffhanger. <laughs> it, it had about 10 minutes left And they decided to end it And I, what I decided to do What I thought I was going to do Was I was going to take a screenshot I'm being facetious obviously It ain't that deep It's probably about a good 5 minutes though That they could keep going in When they decide to Save it for this Shangri-La theater Shit that's Obviously annoying And, and just not uh, very tasteful when it comes to like ending a show with so much time left. But I was gonna take a screenshot. I was gonna take a. I was gonna, true, true that. I was gonna take a screenshot of the the bar that I had left before when the episode ended, and then posted like this. This is what we do to get it to twenty four episodes or twenty five episodes or however much it is. It's not the way to do it, man. It's not the way to do it. Um, if Freerun don't have to, you don't. Trust me.
0: In, um, in the notes, I'm going to um, put that little segment as Shangri-La fronting time.
1: Fronting <laughs> time. It definitely is fronting time. It just it takes away from the entirety of, of what we've been seeing. What we've been seeing is actually good, but because of this stupid-ass cliffhanger with nine minutes left, I'm going to change the time every time. <laughs> <Nine minutes.
0: laughs> You're you right, though. You're right, though. Hear me out. This is, like, one of the better moments because we actually just, like... If we're gonna indulge in the meathead, meathead, just go ahead and give it to us. Do it. And they, they gave it to us, and it's actually this is like been the most interesting part of the show so far. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did it take this long for it to get here? And then even the 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 thing they're fighting is just actually kind of cool. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. It just took you how many episodes to get to a moment like this where okay, yeah. this is cool.
1: <laughs> anyway, moving on. Now this is uh. This is going to be what I believe a juicy topic, and I want to give a very special shout out to one of the Patreon producers, one of our cohorts in the podcasting space. Uh, it's Rob from Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. Incredible, oh. incredible podcast. He he messaged our Twitter and gave me some juice. Now, this is going to be so much fun because I think it's it's very important that we do this. Um because what he, the points he makes here is, is so good. He says, um, yo, not sure if y'all will see this before y'all record tonight. I wanted to say that uh, a big note that we look back on is the winter 2024 anime and how it reopened the door for and Sa- uh slash jo- Jose series. Might be a future discussion about giving a genre another look after some time. Um, sometimes we don't find anything that gets our attention, but years later that one show comes around that might make us go and see what else we missed since originally wrote so, since we originally wrote something off. Now I find that to be a very, very uh prominent topic for this season in particular because of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I believe. And that's me and my uh distaste for you know certain genres of anime not really a distaste it's just i don't want to watch it because i don't feel like it's catered to me it's, it's directed towards me so i, I didn't give it a, a chance and that's the shojo anime right this season in particular has some of the best shows that i would never think i would watch like ever to be honest to me like i'm gonna give you two examples Obviously, it's going to be seven times being the main the main topic of conversation here. It is a sojo that I am absolutely loving, that has <laughs> completely opened my mind, my mind to this genre <laughs> in its entirety. Okay. Two Fluffy Paradise. Fluffy Hello. Paradise is a is a cutesy show. Very feel-good, sojo-esque, female make uh protagonist. Um, kid female marine protagonist, which is I would say I would never look at because it's it's just it's little children. Like I don't I don't relate to that, so I don't watch it. But again, a show that is absolutely spectacular. Show that I would never look at. Um, What's the other a one? A sign of affection. A sign of affection is another show, Joe. That I just wouldn't pick up because again, it's a shojo and it's just, is it just isn't catered for me, so I wouldn't watch it. These are shows that I just wouldn't touch. What is what's the other one? I don't want to get I don't want to miss this one because it's very important. The weakest tamer, the weakest tamer begins the journey to pick up trash. While it is sort of pseudo what I would watch, still I wouldn't. I would look during our uh our season previews. I would look at it. Never like nah, I'm not touching that. That would be what I would do for these particular shows and because of seven time loop it opened up everything else no I believe you know what I digress let me let me back up a little bit it was a sign of affection that opened up a seven time loop for me because Man. sign of affection was Crystal Sleeper and I said to myself I'm not I'm not watching the show but it's Crystal Sleeper and she never misses so I have to see if this was a miss because it's Crystal like she's she's been here for years don't miss and never missed <laughs> And when it comes to the sleeper picks when we do uh, the season previews, so I had to check it out for myself and that again it opened my eyes That's wild and that's what we try to do as a podcast here so I, what right. I want what I want to do as a as, as Rob from that needs to talk podcast shout out to you again thank you so much for this I want to take a look at prior seasons and maybe look at some shows that I wouldn't give a chance to and see if it opens up and same goes for you maybe you look at uh more slice of life that you wouldn't even though you've been a lot more open than I have when it came to certain genres of anime. But Yeah.
0: And, take, and take I was gonna at say that that's partially your fault, bro. Because like <laughs> if you hadn't introduced me to Clannad and uh a silent voice and uh You're lying April mm-hmm. and you know my romantic comedy. If you hadn't introduced me to those, uh I wouldn't even have gone gone to this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean i imagine you may have watched shoujo before i have but i have been a lot more like on like i don't mind watching the shoujo yeah because Being it's been way like, more open so i've been hitting um and it's just because you open my my eyes to the uh you know Price to the uh, slice of life genre and now i'm just in here so i'm pretty sure some stuff we can go back on seasons that i would definitely watch i just Wish this season wasn't so stacked
1: beforehand, yeah. And you know what it's, it's not that we're going to add them to the list For this season in particular But I do think this is a discussion we should have Like let's find some shows That again we wouldn't take a look at And it's really easy to do Because if you have any lists All you got to do is hit a season right, And then pick a year Which is 2023 So I just hit spring 2023 And I'm going to look back Well maybe not spring 2023 Yeah no let's start at spring Spring will be the top start from spring and then maybe go back and look at some shojos that I didn't give a chance to that I may take a look at and already looking at the season I can already tell you that my love story with Yamada Kun at level 999 one I didn't give a chance to my love story with Yamada Kun at level, level 999 was one that a lot of people was talking about Um, it has an 80% on any list so it, it's rated well and it's it's something I'm going to add to the list. I do. I think, as a matter of fact, when I look at it, I think there's a yeah, there's a dub for it too. So that's even that's even better. Crystal might not be happy with this because my uh, mm-hmm. anime in progress list is about to grow because of this particular episode. But is there anything else in the shojo section in the springtime of 2023 that you think I should take a look at?
0: I'm looking because I know you're not gonna like Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Um, but
1: that was one you said a lot of good things about though
0: yeah but I don't I think the story is good but I don't think it's polos kind of good if that makes sense mm. like it, it's not uh I get all I can say is you gotta watch it I guess I can't really I can't really explain that one in a sense of like it's very stylistically driven it is very story driven but it is also very very uh I guess you could say feminine, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's very soft. <laughs> if that makes sense. Is it,
1: okay, so to clarify, is it magical girl-esque?
0: No, but it, it does feel like a, a lot of girl, young teen angsty girls sometimes. Ah, uh, okay. You and that's what, a part of it that I don't personally like, but it's like that sometimes.
1: You know what that reminds me of? And what's one that of that, the one that I actually tried to watch was, um, what's that one? Bochi the Rock. I heard a lot of great things about that one, but I don't like musical anime, period.
0: So, Bochi, I do want to give a chance. So, I'm, I am going to add that to my list. So, eventually, when I get around to to watching it, I will add that to my
1: list. It's crazy that neither one of us watched it and, it's, and it received so much praise. And it seemed like it would be something that we would go to bat for. But again, I don't like just music anime just don't do it for me. And I think I tried, I watched episode one and I'm like, yeah, not nah, saying it because of what you just said. And that's the young girl angst that I really don't mess with at all. Because yeah. for one, I hate angst, period. And then two, like I'm also not a young girl with angst. So it's like, uh, it kind of makes me scoff, you know, a little bit. Not a, Not a big fan of the angst.
0: Now, have you ever watched Fruits Basket? Of course. Of course. Oh, okay. My yeah, bad, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, on that train. Of, oh, yeah. That was one of the, I think I talked about that in the early episodes of the podcast way back in the day. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fruits Basket. I talked about it when we first dropped this podcast. Love that show. I don't really see anything in the spring of 2023 else that I would pick up. Um,
0: now, hear me out. We already hear. know. We already know Shoujo is one that you don't normally touch. Sure. But since 86 has made some splashes and waves. Yes. Top three. What about looking at a mecca?
1: Talk to me. What you got?
0: I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. I just want to look because I'm not sure. Um, I know that you, you was cool with some mecha before, just not really big on it. So I'm thinking maybe we can find a mecca that's halfway decent for polo
1: okay I, listen I'm willing to give it a chance because again after giving stuff not giving stuff a chance, chance because of genre I think it's high time that I make that change I think the only one I can't really give a chance to if I'm gonna be 100% honest with you is probably musical stuff like I don't I can't watch this idolist stuff or Idol ish. Like, I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, and there's so many movies. and Holy cow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, can, they continue to make those. So, I mean, it must be for somebody, right? All right. I'm going to move on okay. to summer to see if there's any show that I might have missed.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm just doing the, the whole year, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did Murder Farts? I forgot to drop that.
0: Oh, yeah, that was not fun.
1: (laughs) Maybe I'll pick up Dark Gathering.
0: Dark Gathering? I was going to say, what about the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, Witch from Mercury? Okay. So that that is a a female protagonist lead. Um, But I do think that there are story beats and elements there that you would actually like. Okay, Witch
2: from Mercury.
0: I'm also looking for some of these for me too because although I do, I'm willing to watch like Mecca, I don't watch Mecca if yeah, I'm being true, honest. I will, but I
1: don't. Yeah man, it's, it's so crazy that like one show can open up your eyes to so much more. And for me, uh, again, I'm going to talk about this, you know, at, on another podcast, the one of anime when I do my Clenad discussion was in that how that opened up my eyes to a genre that became my my all time favorite. It's I think I think the world of anime is so much more special than TV. Um and even yeah. even like cartoon, like American cartoons, like it's just it's just so much more to them.
0: I think. It's, and and the the reasoning for that could be that uh they there are so many different already perceived perspectives in Japan for anime, right? So they don't have the the limitation of saying, "Oh, this is for kids." Let's not push too many boundaries. When mm. we got anything that's that's a, a cartoon that is PG thirteen kind of level, immediately it's on like adult swim. Right? And you, you very rarely get like even Steven Universe. Steven Universe was considered considered too teen. Adventure Time ends up becoming too teen, too adulty, Uh Regular show, those are shows that were just like, just barely on the cusp of being like pre-teen to an adult would like oh. this. And I those shows get pushed, pushed back, whereas anime is a little bit more inclusive in their scaling.
1: And for the most part, I'm gonna keep it real with you, I think all the American side of, of the cartoon space, I feel like you gotta snort a pound of coke to enjoy them. Or like, do some <laughs> type of illicit drug. Like, it just... <laughs> for some reason to me they just all look like acid trips that i cannot be i i don't want to i don't I'm not entertained by it, you know what i'm saying and maybe it's because of i want my uh my shows to be a little bit more grounded right like that's mm-hmm. why slice of life being my favorite genre and all. i want my shows to be a little bit more grounded than what i get from like the american adventure time type cartoons or or uh what's the other one that everybody liked with the birds oh, that was regular show the regular show yeah like right I, the yeah yeah I saw that show and I'm like yeah it's cool but after one or two episodes I'm like I can't this is just <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, yo and I feel you on the trip because I, I wouldn't watch those shows sometimes I was like yo who the
1: I don't know what I'm watching man yeah. I have no idea what I'm watching here. who the fuck is this actually for and I get it; it's entertainment, right? But I just, man, it was—it was something about it that that couldn't I couldn't vibe with. <laughs> uh, and even l- just looking back at the year of 2023, there's a lot of green dots on my annual list, and what that means is I watched a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. You there's- could also watch his Gundam versus Hello Kitty.
1: I'm good. Uh, <laughs> what's this? why uh, Rainlina ended up at the Duke's mansion. This seemed like something that might be okay. Yeah, this this seems seven time loop-esque.
2: Oh, okay. I
1: mean, I'm down to watch that. I'm adding it to the list. Again, we're not going to get to these shows anytime soon. Okay. But we're I'm just, just looking at them. Very much, it is very much neat. It's very neat to look back at the year and just think like what what shows did I miss out on? I'll tell you one that I just, every time I, I look at them, I'm like, damn, do I just finish it? That's Buddy Daddies.
0: Buddy that, Daddy, Yeah. That wasn't bad, bro. It wasn't bad.
1: It has an 80% on any list. I had it paused. After what I think, how, where did I have it? Episode three.
0: Because it was a pretty good show. And the story even kind of had a decent like climax at the end. Buddy Daddies was good, bro. Mm. I definitely think it deserves an 80%. Like yeah. worst case, it was like a, a 75. Mm.
1: 74. That's a high score.
0: Because I can understand that the storyline wasn't always there, but once it started being implemented, it was there. Like the story was solid.
1: Mm. I'm down to check it out. What? uh, Where? Where do we draw the line on? Like where? Where do we say no and never change our mind on?
0: Uh, anything lolly? I'm I'm good. You you feel me like I'm I'm good. That's not my cup
1: of tea. Um, That's how I feel about magical girls in in that sense. And that I think that falls in the same category roughly. But yeah, 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 that that's not for me. I'm I'm cool on that.
0: I can do magical girl if there's no like attraction element trying to be played. Yeah. But as soon as they start putting any kind of attraction to a, a,
1: a lolly esque character or child, I'm good. Yeah. So you know what that made made me think about. What's that, bro? Uh, I believe it was. I gotta go back to our Twitter, and I might have to scroll kind of far back to to figure this out. But um, was it Frozen? Maybe. So somebody discounted the the, the tank show because of the, uh, the sister, Ali, uh, the nah, sister love. Yeah, the sister love thing. And while in that show, I don't think it's what we think. What what he think it is, right? Where it's right. Where it's he, him being in love with his sister, it's him just wanting to cure his sister and that being his only go. I do think stuff like that, though, is also one that I just cannot vibe with. Like, um, I saw one from last year was one one hit sister or something like that. Yeah, bro. Nope. Yeah, I, I saw one episode of that. And I'm like, yeah, no, thank you.
0: And that and that one was the the sister being obsessed with the brother and the brother yeah. just trying to get away from her. Yeah, so man. that one I did watch like three episodes of and I was like, yeah, this is this is a dud.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't do that either. That's another one I'm just not touching ever. <laughs> so <laughs> anything I
0: tried. like that, I, I sincerely gave it a go, bro.
1: Yeah, I watched one and that's all it got out of me, and that was enough. I didn't even mark it in my any list, but. Yeah, it's 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 fun, man. It's it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing. Yeah. You got any so, shows this week that uh that kind of surprised you that you want to talk about?
0: Uh, so I actually think I'm not gonna say it was a heat week, but it was a a, a pretty a hot week. It was definitely a hot week. I thought the mm-hmm. I thought everything was was pretty solid. Hokkaido Girls, mm-hmm. Moonlit Fantasy. Um Gosh, I hate
1: the, the elite. I hate the uh, fact that Hokkaido Girls comes out on Monday, bro. I'll always forget about it. I'm sorry. It's so Delicious, bad. The Dungeon was good.
0: Chain Soldier was eh. I don't uh, know if you still watch that one. My and yeah, Death yeah, Ability and yeah. was, was pretty solid. You, Everything was good that I watched this week, bro. And even Sasaki and Peeps was good. And that's one that uh Christian message were messaged about. Uh we're starting to see some some development there with like what the antagonist
1: might be Yeah, so yeah. That I, it's really really cool I, I do want to mention something about Delicious in Dungeon and this may come off I don't know crazy but hear me out hear me out first everybody before we before we start to say something okay something about Delicious in Dungeon I find it to be a good show but <laughs> it bores me out of my fucking mind Mm -hmm. it's so boring and and it's it's becoming so boring to the part where every time I watch it I have to take a nap afterwards so I have to save it for a different time (laughs) slot in my schedule in order to to fall (laughs) to fall in line with my nap schedule because when I'm watching it maybe it's maybe it's just a relaxing show but it just for me it's a good show I do think it's becoming samey and kind of not keeping my attention Mm mm-hmm and I have a very, uh, I guess you can call it patient intention span. Like I can sit and watch a two hour YouTube video about nonsense and, and be engaged.
0: So I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. Talk to me. And I think it's the the soft texturesque esque look of the actual art style. No. Mixed, well, I'm saying you mix that with the actual pacing on the show. Because if the, I'm not saying the show is like paced extremely well, because it literally is a meal of the week monster of the week kind of show you know what i mean yeah yeah. It's meant, i don't think it's meant to be like exhilarating even when like they in, implement a story and they, they get they build up some of these characters which is like man they make this make some of these characters seem super dope and cool mm-hmm. um it still feels like in that essence of like soothing at least for I me it's it. like it don't seem like it's meant to elevate you in any sense other than being like i can see what you mean like even when the dwarven dude talks right he never really changes his tone I'm going to cut it this way and blah, blah, blah. And it's even like, almost like they even tune it in a sense to make it resonate. So it's like peaceful. So that's just to me. That's how the show feels. The show feels like it's like softly letting, you know, like relax, you're watching this show. So I I am also tired after watching it.
1: (laughs) If it wasn't for the fact that it's dubbed, I probably wouldn't have kept watching it. Cause there'd be no way I'd be able to continue to read those subtitles and not fall asleep. Like during the show, like it, it's so it's so I guess it's, I guess soothing is the correct word for it, and may, I mean, maybe you're onto something with the with the art style, but that that doesn't it seems to be the way, like because yeah I guess I don't really know anything else with that kind of softer flatter style, right? Um, that, yeah. I can, that i can think of off the top of my head but
0: the uh, only shows that do it are like freedom and um jobs reincarnation but they it's more of a a painted style
1: yeah no that's, that's there's those to me are are absolutely nothing like you know what i just, mean it's like
0: passed out that like the way the coloring is done is what i mean. like it a sense.
1: like a flat coloring. i know what you mean uh, it's what you what it reminds me of And what was that one diy show i think it was called Mm-hmm. that's what that art style kind of is similar to this when it comes to like the softness of it the flatness of it that yeah. I think is closer but I, in that show I wasn't bored at all like I was I was in it and it's mostly because of this, the story and characters are a little bit more captivating I think in yeah. this one here the story's just the, the the characters just aren't captivating it's the elf girl crying about not wanting to eat the food every single episode, bro. every single episode and it's and it's our guy being excited about the monsters, and then, like you said, the dwarf monotone, one tone, one note voice. While again, it's a great show. I'm not saying that it's a bad show in any stretch of the imagination. Like nowhere near bad. It's just so boring. Boring, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, boring doesn't necessarily mean bad. You know, what I'm saying it's it's. I guess that's a you know kind of two things can be true type situation. Like. Cause a boring bad show is different than a good boring show. I hope that makes sense in any way. But yeah, I'm absolutely lo- loving this this winter season for sure. I will say to the Chain Soldier one, I, man, I like it, man. I like, it. and it's just because it's, <laughs> you know, it's, Christian was also the archivist by the way, another Patreon producer. He was mentioning the fact that you know they add some some effects to some of the scenes. I fucking love that shit. I think it's so cool for some reason, it, it, it's aesthetically pleasing to me. And I don't I don't know why, I, I do like watching it. I do enjoy it. Change Soldiers is, you know, it's it's a show. It, that's a show for me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> along with- <laughs> What? Along, along with Tells of the Red and Rings. Tells yeah. of the Weathering. Tales, Tales of the Weathering is really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a polo-ass anime. Um, yeah, 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 Watch that one uncensored on the site that should not be named. You don't need to. It's uncensored on the show that shall be named Crunchyroll.
0: Okay, I ain't yeah. know all that.
1: Yeah, it's they uh they they show everything. It's a it's a wonderful show. It's a wonderful show. Very poorly animated though. <laughs> Ever since you pointed that out, I see it every single time. And I'm like, this fucking show looks <laughs> <laughs> like absolute garbage.
0: You're like it was rendered on the Switch.
1: Yeah, dog. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. And just to put it into perspective, man there's always shows during the season of anime that we watch that I noticed that falls off on a quality bar. Because if you go back and you look at episode one of the, uh, of the tank one, the animation was fine. And then you go forward to, what episode are we on now? Five. Episode five. And it looks, I think it was after like episode three. It looked like dog shit. Like, to get a little choppy. Yeah. It just don't look, like it looked, it looked budgeted, like it's a new, like it's just one of those shows that falls in the same category of is. You no, know, it's it's okay. It's like not they, a must watch. They
0: probably did the three episode rule. They probably was like, all right, let's see how, how it how shapes up. All right, they stopped watching it, cut the budget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you know what? But you know what that makes me think of. What's uh, that? Ragnar Crimson didn't do that, even though. Jada
0: and. and- and that one has been staying consistent rather consistently decent now this recent episode I, I had some almost like some little misgivings I was like I don't know this story seems a little iffy
1: 100%
0: but then I was like well I mean y'all still doing the Rat and the Crimson thing so I'm with it and they they had some elements that I was like that's cool but then they had the the almost like what they call it Deus Ex Machina little oh, yeah. moment oh, I yeah. like oh on. I was like, "Come on, y'all did that literally just because y'all needed a reason. Like y'all, y'all could have written a better reason than that." They, they probably. Oh could've. my
1: goodness! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it's it's great, man. It's great. A show that almost got episode of the week for me though was "Dangers in My Heart." That's still mm-hmm. a it's still a spectacular episode by episode week week to week show. This is, I think, "Dangers in My Heart" might be the perfect twenty four episode binge though. Like. Watching it week to week is hard. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I, it's especially during this season because Signs of Affection and Seven Time Loop always outshines it only because they come out after. You know what I'm saying? This, I do. They come out after. I don't even know if they come out. They come out. They come out before. No, they come out after. Yeah, yeah. they come out a day after. So, well, uh, Signs of Affection comes out the same day, but Seven Time Loop comes out a day after. And those shows always capture my attention <laughs> more <laughs> because of every, single time. every single time. Everywhere they like every time they come out. Even even this week for uh uh Tomazaki, what a fucking oh my gosh, bro. Oh my god. I wish you were watching this. This show <laughs> is fucking incredible. Incredible. Bottom tier character Tomozaki episode was crazy. It was, it was, man, they play this high school um, uh, uh, manipulation with emotion so well, this this most recent episode. I'm not going to go into the, the, the specifics because I do feel like it needs to be watched to be understood, but... But then I mean
0: I got to watch the first
1: season. You do have to watch this show. It's so fucking good. The way the way these characters maneuver and and just and get around the, Oh my god, it's spectacular. It's special. Bottom Tier character is definitely a special show that I do believe everybody needs to watch. Check it out. It's first season 12. They got a nice dub. The dub is fire. You won't be disappointed. Um but just to get caught up on a second stage, just the bottom tier character, Tomozaki, second stage is unbelievable. I was talking to Discord. Make sure you go to mycheckwaifuwaifu.com uh, and on the side and join our Discord and join the anime talk. But I had to, I had to talk about this one with Fear because it's, in TCB because it is special, dude, with what these characters did this episode. It's like, yo, oh shit, I did not know she had it in her type shit. So, mm. Check, check out Get bottom tier dog, it. dog it's fucking crazy it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it's classroom of the elite kind of manipulations <laughs> shout out to fear for dropping the gift of of uh, Koji because it was that kind of shit this week and it's like yo damn and until and, to, and just, just watch our main character our main character when you talk about growth bro when you talk about growth uh uh Ichikawa from um dangers in my heart has the number one spot but Tomizawa bruh <laughs> this motherfucker growth is insane insane mm. he started off as a kid I'm not even gonna talk about it but you watch bottom tier character Tomizaki I promise you you won't be disappointed if you're in a slice of life even if you're not just turn it on you'll like it especially dude you'll like it man you know what you know what that reminds me of what's that bro uh, dad needs to talk had a had a topic on the show um, I think it was on the show or it was just maybe a tweet either way it's a good show idea dad needs to talk so if you do it let me know but he said "Uh, the unpopular dad raising popular children mm-hmm. for some reason I'm like damn that's a fucking brilliant like conversation to have even though it's, it won't apply to necessarily to us but I think that's just it's just brilliant right like it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So. It's like, like as a uh, as an anime story. As an anime story, yes. Yeah. Or as, or even as a, a, topic of conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like coming from a, a different world, raising some kids that aren't from the world you come from. You know what I mean? Like, that's interesting. As even as somebody that ain't got no kids, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it'll be dope to listen to. Right. Maybe, Maybe it's a conversation we can have on After Story too.
0: Yeah, it's also been a while since we ever had since we had an After Story guest.
1: Hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so what are we spoiling this week?
0: Uh, free run. Okay. <laughs> yes, I like it. I like where uh, your hands at.
1: For for damn sure. Um,
0: do you oh. want to talk about time loop?
1: Yes, please. Run seven time loop and
2: one more uh solo level. Oh, no, we, well, probably not solo level. No. Let's give it to um, let's give it to
1: Undead Unwanted Adventurer, okay? Because I, yeah, I want to talk about that one, which is another show I enjoy, but. I want to talk about some gut checks for that one in particular. So, yeah, let's do that. So we're gonna take this quick break, and when we come back, we're going to spoil Free Run, which was episode twenty-one. Twenty-one to Free No,
2: is it? Uh, I'm trying to.
0: I gotta find the picture.
1: Yeah, where is Free Run on my list? Oh, yeah, episode twenty-one. Episode twenty-one of Free Run episode 5 of uh, 7 Time Loop and episode 5 of Undead Unwanted Adventure. Remember, next week is midterms. Winter midterms. That's when you get to the halfway point in the winter. You discuss some of these shows and give them grades and stuff. Uh, Give the entire season a grade. So, yeah, we're going to take this quick break and we'll be right back after these.
2: I've been working on I can Get back to you nightly, you know I am a plan Hoping that you might be slipping to my bed Baby, do me nicely, baby, do me nicely Who was once again? Once again.
1: And welcome back to 239. I might check waifu waifu. Let's spoil some free rent. Let's do it. Tell Episode 21 was crazy. Again, they show they show off their uh Studio Madhouse shows off their fucking gravitas when it comes to their animation.
0: It was, it was
1: insane. <laughs> They're fucking incredible, dude. I don't know why they I don't I don't know why they took off they fucking they built with the pen man, and it just went off. The free- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they beat <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They whipping this motherfucker, bro. It's actually crazy how good the animation looked in this episode. But I digress. To That's go. It. Go huh? ahead, go ahead. I was about to say to go. For one, we haven't talked about this in a long time, so we're in basically the tournament arc right now. Mm-hmm. And and to put both Fern and Freerin in the tournament is about to be just nuts because there seem to be and what we've learned throughout the past couple of episodes is that these two are in leagues of their own when it comes to this magic shit. I'm Mo- telling you, it's crazy. Mostly because Freerin is in the highest league. The highest league <laughs> 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 training Fern, which is right there, like and Freer knows it you know she knows like this girl's gonna be incredible so it's it's going it's it's a special fucking episode where do you wanna go here
0: uh Just... even outside of them this show does a great job with every character man every single character they do um, a, a phenomenal job my, my dude Dinkin the 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 little short old mage dude come on <laughs> I I uh I had to see, like, when he when he said, "What else would you do in a moment like this? What do you think Imperial mages do when we don't have another choice?" He walked up, dropped his cowl, his 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 jacket. And threw and- him. <laughs> We gotta throw him.
1: He <laughs> threw him, like, man. Yo, this
0: show is masterful when it comes to this kind of thing because that's literally the only option, right? Yep. Like, I gotta succeed. This is my life's goal is to succeed at this. Instead of sitting here and saying, I got, I'm going to take this L. He said, no, we're going to go throw him <laughs> because I got to get to the next stage. Yep. That, that was impactful to me because to me it showed, because they've talked about what's the most important thing to a mage. What's the most important thing to a mage? Mages are, are doing this. This is what the philosophy for a mage should be. hmm he held it down for that philosophy and I feel like this is exactly what Freeman would have done had she been in his position as well it was like yeah. it's important for me to do this I have a goal here and he said that's my goal so I gotta throw him and I was like yo
1: yeah and what I what, what also people won't give credit to and, and probably won't even pay attention to but the fact that the other one they already lost like their their partner died well mm-hmm. he said fuck it I'm gonna throw hands too that I think also it's exactly. like it's so beautifully done because these these two mages and the fact that he didn't back down from the simple fact that he lost already he went at him too even though they didn't show a fight the implications are it, it was enough to know that what's there is that these two characters are going to give everything they have for this particular test and i absolutely love that about this fucking show yeah <laughs> and, um, and go ahead go ahead i was about to say for a moment that this tournament started they've been dropping hint after hint after hint that this (laughs) that Freerin and Fern are just built different. Mm -hmm. And it's been slowly, methodically subliminally done, right? Like with the whole analyzing of of the dome, right? freerin has been doing that since they got in this motherfucker. She's been talking about it, looking at it, and they would do like, they would show her do scenes that would have her Often staring at this dome and like very very minuscule amount of like something you would never notice until right. after it's all said and done but
0: the last episode she literally was sitting there and it was quiet
1: no yep yep it's, it's she's been doing this for the the entire time since this started and it's so fucking special what all what is also special is the again the background information on this whole entire um this mage test if you will. Being told as it as it unfolds, right? Like you have the two who one who or who are these level mages, or what does they call them? Level A, first, first level, grade, first or, yeah, first grade mages or whatever. They're mm-hmm. sitting there having tea and discussing everything. Like you know, this is how this works. This is what we do. This way. blah 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 blah, and just like spilling out lore, but it's so masterfully done, so tastefully done. It just. It's perfect. This is a perfect show. You know what? I kind of want to go back an episode or two ago though and talk about when when Fern was fighting um, the girl. When she was was fighting her and they were talking about how, you know, the magic she's using is so basic. It's all about, you know, it's flashiness or whatever the the shit she was talking. Mm -hmm. That just, that just spurned this fucking, this hint of uncanny valley of reality like, like it just—it's disgusting, because it's the same with like technology in a sense, right? Like, like when you—I guess when you do things the old school way, people kind of look down on you, right? And, it, and for some reason, that's the message I got from that entire fight. Like, don't look down on the old school way of things, and probably this probably comes from the fact that I've been playing the Yakuza, and Kiryu Kazuma do things the old school way while Ichiban Kasuga <laughs> dusting the new school way and it's it's a very it's a very strong story plot that they could ride literally the entire way of the show and that they don't it's just a small segment that stands out so much to me that i enjoy about fucking free room man and
0: and to add to that they they did a great job even in this most current episode talking about the defensive magic sucks Against the physical prowess of why people are trying to control physical objects. Now. Yep. Yep. Um, the but,
1: evolution of the magic,
0: but what Freeran has taught her is more about how to overall outmaneuver the opponent. And then you, you can do that very simply with just basic spells. It doesn't yeah. matter what you gotta do. So it's, it's not about always how much, you know, it's about efficiency. Yeah. She was like they asked that question, and they they talk so much in this show, but they don't talk. It, it's like they never talk too much. Yes, because they talk God. about in this very episode.
1: Come on, time on. It, <laughs> do you realize what you just said? Don't make no sense. But be, if you watch Free in, it makes all the sense in the world. Because <laughs>
0: like, they're constantly talking, but it's just yes. not too much. You know what yes, I mean, bro? Like, yes, she she says something about her. Why do you only use basic spells in this very episode? And she said, "I'm I'm permitted to use all kind of spells outside of here, but when I'm fighting, these are the only spells I'm permitted to use." And it's like because Fern's been teaching you the whole time, you don't need nothing else. You you all you have to do is master the basics. Everything else comes comes natural after that. Yes. And it's like it's guaranteed. Fern can probably do the magic that everyone here does. Absolutely. Just doesn't look at it that way or use it that way. And it's like, this show does such a great job of always giving us details without letting you know that they're necessarily details yet.
1: Mm -hmm. And even even the conversation that they had inside of the cave, and I know we're going to miss stuff from this episode. I know we are because it's just so much shit to cover, but when they had the conversation in the cave and the one girl was like trying to figure out everything about Fern and that, that conversation that you're actually talking about right now, I think is is paramount to what we're gonna get. It's just another way, great way of foreshadowing of what we're gonna get in the next episode. Because right. after this, they're not they're not in a party anymore. It's it's all competitive after that. And just to see her, the what's her name? I forget the girl's name. <laughs> but the girl in Fern's party trying to uncover what these other magicians is about for the other Ubel. S- okay, okay, for the uh, Ubel, for the other parts of the tournament. Is very interesting, and I think that means like killing German or something like that. By the way, <laughs> I think that's her name, which is insane to think about. But I, I, I just think this show is warranted uh, top ten potential
0: even before stuff.
1: Okay, okay, bad or something like okay, go close, close. So she's she's bad news essentially is what I got from that, which is interesting. That's crazy. I think. Um, what was your favorite fight during that whole entire like segment? This episode, um, or not this episode, but the last couple episodes, I should say. Sorry.
0: It's 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 definitely Dinkin, uh, and it's literally just him versus Freeman because it was like he, the whole time they've been building him up, and I, and normally I hate this. You know how they build up a character, and make him seem so strong, just to defeat him and it's like oh, it was they built this character up right and it wasn't like they it wasn't wasted in any sense of the word to me because they've always built Freeran up too because it's like they were building them up simultaneously but it was like we've known for and we've seen what she can do so like this is going to be bare minimum for her but it didn't seem like he was not recognized as being as great as he was even in his defeat for this so to me, the the even though it wasn't a long battle, it was like with all the anticipation that they built up of it, him casting the multiple spells relatively quickly to even think that he could touch Freerun, and then simply Freerun defeating him and then doing the destroying the barrier thing was, was like phenomenal. I'm like, it was it was like the climax of it. It was like, yeah, Freerun is built different. She's yeah. 100% built not to the capacity of what y'all ready for and he knew that she was a great mage so it was like she's the last of the great mages which was also another detail that they dropped that's just like crazy
1: my favorite part was the conversation they had before they (laughs) even fought like right The, the conversation they had about you know two young girls and and what's important to a mage and and not not obtaining a spell from the fucking sage. That's not important. The most important part to a mage is finding them yourself or discovering mm. them yourself. That's the best part about it. But, and, before I get to my favorite fight, but we're gonna get to that great mage part Part where she was, uh, she was mentioning like, oh, Freerin, this is the way you, you're gonna come see me or something like that and I'm looking forward to seeing you or some, some shit. I can't wait to get to whatever the fuck that is. That's another piece of foreshadowing that's coming later. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure we touched on that before we moved on, but my favorite fight was absolutely the uh the dude with the glasses. Mm-hmm. He was fighting a dude that was taking the fucking pedals and turning them into like sharp objects and, and killing them.
0: That was crazy too, bro. It was that nuts. was crazy.
1: It was four seconds, but it's like <laughs> he, he he ended up behind him and he was like
0: outmaneuvered how, him. He,
1: he, yeah, he's like, How how long has it been since you've been this illusion? And he just didn't tell him. And I love that because right. that huh?
0: I was going to say he did tell him no, no. He said since the test began
1: He ain't shown nobody where he was Exactly but that's, that's, that's the point That I was about to make was He doesn't no say anything He doesn't tell anybody anything and uh, Obviously until it's over right But like his, I think he is probably the smartest character In the entire thing because he knows You can't fucking just run your mouth Obviously right like he even told Fern Like you know, you, you know after this we ain't going to be Partners no more so don't tell her everything and that I think that importance into the in this whole thing is was a very dope piece of the show that I just enjoyed. I enjoy shit like that. We yeah, have characters that don't talk about everything, like like the dude with the earth, and he was fighting. When he was fighting the two girls. You just running his fucking mouth the whole time. I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, what What makes that even better, though, is that. And if you look at Fern's party versus like Freyren's party fern's party was stacked oh Freeman's party is not necessarily stacked it's not necessarily bad because they're they're good in their own regards right they're both third rate mages mm-hmm. but they're good in their own regard but they still seem to be a little uh, what do they call it like wet behind the ears or whatever like yes. they're still new um even yes. like Dink- dinkin's party right dinkin seemed amazing the earth dude seemed like he had it together for the most part Mm -hmm. um but the girl who was just able to teleport she seemed like she didn't have much up her sleeve right so it it seems like the balancing even has some some interesting levels there yeah uh and god this show does a great job with just it's it's not it's i can't say it's all over the place but it's it's like it touches all over the place if that makes sense
1: Uh, you're right I don't know what it is about the show how they can just introduce a character for about this much of the show and for those of you who are listening a fingers pinch of (laughs) time in the show and they just still offer some more more quality characterization of these characters more than any other show that you probably ever picked up it's crazy it's insane insane. like the development that small small side characters get within a show that is stacked full of characters
0: i don't and i, I, don't I was just thinking it. about what's his name sean <laughs> i was just thinking about the priest and i was like man if the priest was here oh my priest, gosh i'm just like you know what man this is crazy oh man I, i'm like this show is good because it, it even makes you still remember those characters that we had for three episodes as mm-hmm. like so important to the like what'll happen like what would Sean think about with how to take how to capture this moment? It was it's just really crazy.
1: Yeah, but he's not a mage though. So so I it's, know. you can't really put a mage in a, a priest in a mage test, but I do I do think he could if he wanted to. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's move on because we get to literally talk about this for forty minutes. Um the seventh time loop, the villainess enjoys her carefree life married to her worst enemy, which is a very deceiving title, by the way. But I digress. The seventh time loop episode five has, again, this entire show from its from its start, episode one to five, has been flawless when it comes to pacing, characters, and storytelling. All of the above has been absolutely flawless in my personal opinion. And but this particular episode shot this fucking show to the roof, only because of. The way she utilizes these loops, man, it makes you think like, and this is not a slight to our number one anime of all time, which is ReZero, which is also go through the, the time loop thing, but in a very different way, right? Like it's a very, very different way because he doesn't get nearly as much information as she had, so it's, it's a, little, a lot bit different. But the way she utilizes the lives she's led within those loops are downright incredible. What I love right. about her is she's a fucking genius and and not, not in a sense of book smart, right? She, she's just, yes, yeah, even though she is also book smart. Yes. But she's, she's smart in the way that she's taking her past and, and bringing it to her now present, which is so fun to see because we, it's not even the fact that we don't even give a fuck about how she even got to these loops in the first place. Like, That was never explained. And I don't even care for them to explain it. I prefer that they don't. (laughs) But I absolutely love what she's doing right now. Particularly, well, I'm going to start because at the beginning of the episode, when she's uh, she's discussing, you know, the business she wants to bring with. No, she's discussing with uh, Theodore, which is Arnold's brother. She's discussing with Theodore about who Arnold really is. And she don't fucking buckle a bit because guess what? She's seen it all. Right. She's seen it all. So you're not going to deter her, scare her away from this. And that I think was so fucking cool because then she brought Arnold in to this (laughs) by the slickest way possible. And we didn't find out after. She sent a letter letter of, okay, I'll be there, you know, this place that you requested me. It's, it's so smart. I love it.
0: She, so, well, yes, and what you said about her past, her using those moments to like, as like intel that she's gathered throughout the entire time, she uses it on everybody. You know yes. what I mean? Even with the, the, you know, chief um the trading company and, and getting them how she goes about everything is so well calculated. So planned out. She's like, I've had to go through the means to do this, to even find, find the, the, your, your sister. When she knew from the beginning, she just had to put it together. Exactly. And it's just like, it's, it's all about how she she's able to gather what she already knows, puts it together in this package. And like, she's literally doing what businesses in today's time do. Yeah. They they find communities that need to be built up and need to have some money to build their clientele. Genius. It's genius and it's like the way they do it in this show is so un uh is unassuming but there's like detail there for you to pick up. There's there's so many different things they're doing that push the story forward in different ways. Yeah. She has her own goals. Arnold has his own goals. His brother has his own goals. It's like we ha- we're seeing these different like what we like to say ley lines being laid, mm-hmm. and it's like when they all get tied up and coming together. I feel like it's going to be another crazy story.
1: What, what do you think about the way Tully was moving? Which is the the chief? Do you think he he uh, he was right in almost denying her?
0: Uh, I do think so because it's like his his philosophy is you know he gets to choose his customer um and as a personal trainer more or less that's how my life goes mm-hmm. i'm not taking a customer that's going to be inconsistent mm-hmm. uh so why would i take why would i take someone who's not going to make my efforts look like they're showing they're paying off right so if you're if you're a hard worker in like his field it does make sense to choose your customers but that also limits him in a lot of ways Because not only do you have to choose your customers, sometimes, like she said, you have to build your own customer base. Yeah. And she pointed him in in such a great direction and it leads him to open up his mind a bit and see the reality of the world that you're not the only one affected with this kind of thing. And this is how you can, you know, yeah, better yourself and your community or the people. buy from you so, so
1: that was where i had the problem because she shouldn't even have to have brung out the sister stuff because of everything she was saying was to, to your point making the most sense because she was saying like listen like if you give it to the slums and give them jobs they can then spend money on other products within your your marketplace right that was right. the overall goal of her of her story that she was telling why wouldn't you accept that why wouldn't you think about that like oh okay that's fucking genius. Let's do it. But then he's like, oh no, you're too righteous and blah blah, 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 blah. So that, that part, I feel like Tully wouldn't have declined if it was not for the fact that she needed to give up the sister thing for the plot point and, and for the emotional impact. So that part about it, I think Tully was smart enough to, ex- he would have been smart enough to accept that.
0: Yeah. Because and that I, was just,
1: it was genius already.
0: And and to her, uh, to her avail in a sense, um, I think that the reason that was brought up was because she was saying that you don't even have to accept this offer. This is just me showing you how earnest I am about this, and me knowing, you know, what's going on regardless. Because she offered that was like that was going that was on the table for you regardless. You, it, even if you say no right now, you're getting that
1: which she planned to do before that, right? After like, she broke down everything for him, like exactly how you said it, and saying like you know, bringing. Making them more customers to other pieces of your market by giving them these jobs, that right. he was still de- declining. He was like, "No, I'm good."
0: Was and, and when I, Yeah, it was, Yeah, that was silly. But I think that that was a power move for her, more or less, to say like, "You, even though I know that you're in a position that you can't deny, I'm going to add to it and just let you know." Boom. Also,
1: no, she was. He was saying that she was in a position that she, she like that he can deny you know what I'm saying like he he like, said, I, like, I can take this and, and make you putty on my hands basically
0: but that's what she was saying is that because he switched it and said that he she had put him in a position that he couldn't deny and that she essentially was saying no I I that's don't want thing, to, yeah. I don't want to tell you that you're in that position I'm letting you know that regardless because it was like right in that same thing I'm letting you know regardless that is going to be yours regardless right because yeah, that's, the decision you, you, is still in your hands. She was trying to build that rapport right. to make sure she knew or he knew that you still have the option to choose. I just want to make sure that you know that this is the goal. Right. And the way she defined everything, broke it down, and even empathized with the people was like, yo, she's dope. And she keeps doing it. She yeah. keeps
1: doing. It. So before we get into the the end, the meat and potatoes of this was just the end. What do you think about the conversation after, you know, the whole Theodore situation with Arnold? Her conversation with him and him kissing her after she was saying, and him threatening her like, yo, putting his hand around her neck and she wasn't fucking budging. That shit was fire to me.
0: Her, uh, her, her gravitas is insane. Her resolve, man, is nuts. She's not being moved. And I think that she is aware it's crazy right because each time she's died right he has been a, a, reason. a reason right mm-hmm. he's been a focal point um like even if it's just like a by byproduct or it just okay. happens after effect the the that's what i think makes it like she doesn't have to worry about it because she knows that or in her head maybe she's thinking like it's gonna come regardless right At some point is going to come, so she's just like already acquainted with that idea that whatever it is is going to happen. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to see what the end result is. So she's along for the ride at this point, and it makes me me. It makes me even like it. Kind of makes me scared of her because it's like, yo, you wild, you wild man.
1: Yep, Yep. that's what I was thinking too. Okay, as long as we're on the same page with that. Now moving on to it, like how the fuck does her maid and her number one guy, kid, like why would they kidnap her? Do you think it's something she told them to do? Because that's what my thought process went when they showed them to, because there's no fucking chance in hell the maid after what she just went through as far as like everything that Reese gave her and showed her and is doing for her and her family would do something like this. Unless Reese said, yeah. listen, go whatever whatever his plan is, go with it type shit. That's what I'm thinking is happening because I guess that's my gut check for this because I don't think it would just happen the way it did. I think both the first her bodyguard and her her maid would not do something like that. What you think?
0: I don't trust anybody. <laughs> 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 um, I do think that that I don't know. I don't know what the ambitions truly are for what's his brother's name again? Theodore. Theodore. But I do feel as if um, Theodore is aware of something that we are not fully aware of yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. And, and what I say when I say that is I think he he's the reason for the, <clears throat> the, the, the what's they call it? Uh, usurping. The, usurping of the throne. He's the reason of kind of wheeling and dealing and scheming when it comes to like trying to get his brother to become public enemy number one. obvious it's obvious it's as plain as day because from the moment Rishi got in, he's like, "I'm gonna save you from my brother. Stop mm-hmm. like why are you why are you already pinning him as to be this terrible person when they didn't do nothing but lay those lay lines of him being somebody who cares about the people. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to make him to be this heartless demon while Arnold is trying to become a heartless demon quote unquote by um, moving in a way that's uh, I guess tough for the people to for the people around him essentially you know what I'm saying to not wanting to either betray him or backstab him or cause Mm -hmm. some kind of issue and I think the brother is like just trying to take advantage of that so he can so he can essentially take over for him you know what I'm saying? Like just to take that spot. Yeah. So I, it's just he's moving like the typical antagonist in the show of this kind, like of this caliber, like Game of Thrones-esque type shit. You know what I'm saying? Which is essentially. He's it's working
0: like, in the background.
1: Exactly. Exactly. He's just kind of pl- trying to play the puppet. But I do think what Risa is doing right now is she's she's putting that, she's playing that against him because there's no way that our girl would be taken. By these two prominent people, who is very close and v- seem to care very much about her because of what she's done for them. Not only did she save uh, Elise from giving her that job as a, as a maid or whatever. It is her name, right? I think her name was Elise. Uh, to give give her that job as like the maid, and again to help her family with oh. the Elsie. Okay, with the uh, with the fingernail pain or whatever and, and shit like that. Like she's doing so much for her. And then the number one bodyguard, she fucking cured him of of the poison that happened when they were when he was stabbed by the bandits, right? So like, no way in hell. I think she told him like, okay, go along with whatever he's doing, and then I'll take it from here. That's just me. That's my gut check. Mm. What, about, what about your gut check? What you got?
0: I don't, like I said, that's what, I'm sticking with what I think. I think that. Uh I'm not saying that the our main guy is necessarily a bad guy, but I, I do think that the brother knows something that we don't know. Okay, okay. In terms of uh what the brother's true intentions are. Because even if it's for the better, right? If the brother thinks that usurping the government is for the better, um, for the stability of the people, then I feel like he is very likely to
1: do that. I don't um, think the adorers about that. I just he wants. I'm not to saying show.
0: Theodore. I'm saying that like the Arnold. brother of Arnold is very likely to say like, "Hey, if if I have to usurp the, the the government or or the the throne in order to make the world better for the people, I'm going to do that. that's what I'm
1: saying." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right about that. But what about Theodore? <laughs>
0: I'm saying that I don't. I think that Theodore knows something and probably is is keen to the brother's plan. I, gotcha. I, don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily think Theodore is. Doing something inherently bad. I think he's like, This is gonna push my brother over. And I need to be, you need to be aware that this is happening regardless of what oh, you say. Yeah,
1: we've never been on total opposite this total opposite spectrum before because I do think that Theodore is Joffrey. Like I do think he he's out here doing some shadiness. He's doing some shady sh- He just wants to get that spot and he'll do it by painting his brother as the biggest villain ever, right? Like, if if hey, my brother my brother killed my mother even though it's probably something that he made his mother, do. you know what I'm saying? Like he probably influenced that whole thing in some weird way. Right. Like he seems to be a very smart kid that is kind, mm-hmm. trying to manipulate and maneuver around with making his brother, the bad guy. And Not so him. he can dip it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he could take, he could take over. And I don't, I, I don't think it's nothing but him just wanting that, that kingdom for himself. But uh, he probably pinned his brother against his his father in, in years past by obviously pulling strings, um, using these. What, what was that the, was it the church he was he, he brought her to or some some slum church or some shit? I don't know. Probably some fucking slum cult religion down there that it that he's probably controlling, trying to make these moves. Man, it's it's some scummy shit, bro. It's some scums with shit. <laughs> <Thumbs lift. laughs> no nah, not not even close to that, but yeah, it ain't there. Very, very scummy stuff. All right. And then moving on to last but not least, the Undead Unwanted Adventure. Uh a gut check for this one. I for one, I just want to say I love the character design in this, obviously. It's fucking spectacular. Okay. It's spectacular. Um, but I do want to say this elf chick that literally whooped his ass in like point two seconds. I really want to know her story. I yes. need to know her story because mm-hmm. I thought that was probably the most piece, the 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 biggest piece of information we got from this show. That is very like the show has been great, all like from moment one to to where we are now has been continued to be great. But this meeting her there where we met her, right. and the fact that he can't go back there because she don't want him to, I am very interested to see what conversation they would have. And to figure out what the fuck is going on with that, because that was so fucking cool.
0: It was, bro. That felt like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, that right there, one hundred percent. That was crazy. I was, I was so engaged at that point too. Um, Same. That it was something. It was. It was. Def, it's definitely something that was there, obviously, right? Because that's not the kind of character that you just meet and then she gives him the jacket that he's wearing throughout the rest of the show and then we know that, that powell is listen to attacks that like can get, just get stabbed through it um and she just seems to know so much more like why was she okay with him as soon as she found out that he was a ghoul he was, was you know what yeah. i mean so she knows what happened to him and it's probably like oh that's what okay so you have to go through this anyway or she could even be and this is just so i was thinking kind of a gut check she might have, might have already done what he's done, and is the final result of that
1: her, her final evolution, and that's what I was fucking thinking too. I'm like, yo, now this, this is fucking cool because who is that dragon, and what it is that it did to him, that he did to probably her as well,
0: because or she could be
1: the dragon. Ooh, shit, Montel, <laughs> damn, bro. <laughs> Damn man, that's it. That's you're probably right. She could be the fucking dragon itself. And like maybe she's like the the end boss of this dungeon or some shit or this labyrinth. It's something about her. It's so much mystery with this, with just meeting this one character that brought so much interest. I was already interested. I was already in because of the simple fact is all right, we're about to go evolve now. Let's go evolve as much as we possibly can to get us back to where we were. Right. And I was bugging too when he made his name Ren again. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And then he explained like it's a it's a common name. I'm like, okay, all right. It <laughs> made me feel a lot better. But I digress. It's this show is good, man.
0: I, yeah, bro. It's, it's so crazy. good. It's so good.
1: <laughs> who who is the um who is the love interest you want to win between the two? Obviously the two cover joints.
0: Um Lorraine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: got to be Lorraine. I think the, I think the, the I like the dungeon chick, the the dungeon lady, the uh, guild lady. She just seems so sweet. But yeah,
0: I, she, she is. But Lorraine, it has to be Lorraine. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, the the way they met. Everything. You're right. You're it. It's, it's
1: Lorraine, bro. It's not like it's a it's a hard it's, choice, but grew up, you know she grew up. She definitely grew up. I'm at Polo Born Flow on all social media.
0: I'm at King Telliano on all social media. <laughs> you can
1: follow our social medias at MikeCheckWaifu on Twitter and at MikeCheckWaifu on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Visit Waifu, com. And as always, Mike,
2: Mike,
1: Yeah, and we out of there.
0: You're now tuned into Mike Check Waifu Waifu.